Hello, and thank you for joining us at the dinner table. I would like to disclaim that the views and opinions stated in this episode do not necessarily represent those of the state news, and that we reserve the right to change our opinions at a later date. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Dinner Table Podcast. I'm Kelly Winters. And I'm Sandra Fleming. And we are going to be discussing an amendment that was recently added to the Michigan State Constitution that will require a search warrant in order to access a person's electronic data and electronic communications. In the most recent U.S. election on November 3rd, 2020, a new Michigan State constitutional amendment was proposed that would prohibit unreasonable search and seizures of a person's electronic data and electronic communications. This amendment would also require a search warrant to access a person's electronic data or electronic communications under the same conditions currently required for the government to obtain a search warrant to search a person's house or seize a person's things. Let's talk about this. First, let me mention that this amendment was voted into effect by a total landslide with 88.75% of voters voting in favor of this amendment. That is almost 4.5 million people. Wow. That's a lot of people. I know. I was, this was a really shocking statistic to me. Like, as someone that, you know, is 21 and is a film student and has a lot of digital content um this was a super easy thing to vote on for me as i'm sure it was for a lot of people in the younger generation but when i saw this statistic i was surprised in such a divided world that we live in it's crazy that so many people can be in favor of one thing exactly i agree as well just being a student and also having a lot of digital products I think that the biggest thing with this is, is giving us more control, but it's also giving us privacy as well to what we do, what we look at. So I, I'm in agreement with it. Yeah, I think this may kind of just speak towards that this amendment may be a little bit overdue, right? So many people for so long you know, decades, some may say, some may agree. People have been collecting digital data and have been collecting, you know, pictures, videos, audio files, you know, anything of that sort. And finally, these are being seen in the same light as physical assets. And I think that is super cool. Yes. Now, I do also think, will this new policy kind of like, high the criminals a little bit you know i do have some points um later that i want to bring up that do kind of address this but when while thinking about this well let me back up as a film student a big pet peeve of mine is people who illegally download films right and i am afraid And I don't want to instigate this by bringing it up, but I do think that 
people may get away with some smaller crimes, right? Like illegally downloading movies, music, digital content, right? I think this is something that's been going on forever. You know, I remember seeing it happen as a kid. I remember, you know, just seeing this happen all throughout my life. So I think some of those smaller crimes may get pushed under the rug a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I hate to see it happen, but this is just kind of like a a reality of the world that we're living in. Yeah, I agree. But when you think about it, especially back in the day when downloading music illegally was like a real big thing, did anybody really get in trouble? Were the feds really knocking at people's door like, hey, don't do that? I don't know anyone personally that had that happen to them, but did that really happen? No, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think this will prevent anyone from, you know, getting penalized for something that they've been doing for decades. You know what I mean? Um, Out of any crime, I feel like I've seen a lot of people brag about their extensive pirated film collection and you know like i mentioned as a film student i'm always shocked i'm not shocked sadly but i'm always kind of like hurt it's a little bit of a personal dig you know as someone who tries to respect the film industry but i do have a little bit of a stronger opinion um diving deeper into the kind of perspective change that this will put on towards the like crime scene i think that this will do a lot of good for um the community and like our society obviously as something that was so like such a favored proposal as i mentioned earlier with almost four and a half million people voting for this i think the fact that government authorities are instating this amendment kind of proves that they recognize the importance of digital data and that it should be seen in the same light as one's physical content. And, you know, if someone is suspected of a crime that calls for the search and seize of their belongings um, before authorities may just think, you know, to look through their belongings. But now we've, you know, we're entering a new age. We're in a new age where digital media makes up, you know, a large percent of someone's belongings. And with that, if someone is suspected of, of a crime, I feel as if you know, if their physical assets are being looked through, then why shouldn't their digital assets be looked through as well? I think with this new wave of, you know, digital content, communications, data, what have you, there are a lot of crimes being committed at that end, right? We see a lot of fraud, laundering, and I hate to bring this up, but like a lot of child pornography and things of that nature. So I think now that digital data is being seen in the same light as physical data or 
excuse me, um, uh, physical like assets that they will now hold the same amount of importance that you know any any other owned item would be. So I think even though this amendment will definitely protect the privacy of many, it will also shed light to crimes that can be committed digitally. Right. So you mentioned a couple of things here. And one thing that I'm kind of a little, I don't want to say sketched out about, but if the government is now giving people this new found kind of like new privacy freedom thing, how are like the apps under not? Okay. When I say apps, I'm talking about social media more so because I don't know if I feel like a lot of people probably experience this, but sometimes I might just search something on Google, say like a clothing website, H&M, Forever 21, something like that. And then if I go on like one of my social media accounts, like an ad for it to pop up. So I know these two things aren't the same, but it kind of comes down to, am I really experiencing privacy on my phone though? If my social media account kind of can tell what I'm looking like what my search engine, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, I think you're to- I think you're definitely in the right of being concerned about that. I think this is a very that is a very eyebrow raising topic to a lot of people, and I think that is a little bit more of a different ball game and something that will hopefully be taken care of in- with future laws or regulations. But as of right now, with this amendment, I think we are making a good amount of progress in regard to protecting our digital footprint and just the digital content that we all own, right? Right. You know, a lot of people may feel exploited if they think that private digital conversations of theirs have been wrongfully used against them, right? Well, this warrant now ensures that if someone isn't proven to be in the wrong or is, like, thought to be in the wrong, they are going to be protected. So all of my digital conversations, you know, will be protected. All of yours will be. Unless there's probable cause for someone to get a warrant against us, all of our digital media is safe now. And I think that's a really cool thing. So I wonder how does this work for if someone comes up kidnapped, but they hypothetically, well, not even hypothetically, but they just leave their phone behind. Can the police go search their phone out or they can't because it's privacy? Um, I think so. In the event of a, say, like a minor getting kidnapped or, you know, going missing, running away, what have you. I'm sure that since they're a minor, well, obviously their parents would have to consent to authority figures, police Um, investigators going through their phone but since looking through digital media in that scenario is probably in the best interest of someone of the person going missing I'm sure as long as their parents consented to that which they probably would 
then it would be something that would be fine and maybe wouldn't need that would be a situation that wouldn't call for the need of a warrant probably Um, so i think since so many people voted for this and since it's something that just across the u.s a lot of people would seemingly like i'm sure this is something that we are going to see pop up more and more in different states i think for a lot of people and for a lot of governments within america statewide governments this may be a little bit of a new area so i think having such a good response to it in michigan will really encourage other states that may not be implementing this yet to maybe consider it for future elections. Yeah, I agree. I just want to know also just was Michigan just like a was that happening a lot here? You know what I mean? For it to get on the ballot, it must have been an issue that people are having. Yeah, right. Well, I feel like when I hear about viral crime cases, Usually they're not based around a digital space, but I think that is where the crime sphere is kind of moving towards. In Michigan, like I mentioned, um, sex trafficking, child pornography is starting to become a pretty significant issue. So this may be a response to that. This may be a way that, you know, uh, the Michigan government just saw as a way to protect citizens of Michigan, you know, in the upcoming future. Um, But overall, like, I think the question, like, has this been a problem, is pretty good because that means that this amendment isn't something that's overdue you know what i mean like it was introduced before a significantly evident problem has presented itself exactly i'm just intrigued to just know how this is all going to play out honestly because i think about people recording at protest or when people are recording the police and like so it's just, it just makes me think. So now, sort of say, if the thing that happened at the Capitol happened here in Michigan, could, so basically this law says the police could not tell those people that were there or record to take pictures. They couldn't say, hey, let me see your phone and da da da, they can't do that no more. So now it's like, does this kind of give the bad guy, not even just the bad guy, but some people who might use this to their advantage, does this give them a chance to, you know, really commit a crime or really just do something that's not kind of right, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, if if a crime is being committed blatantly or if authorities suspect a crime or if, you know, something fishy is going on, they are still able to get a warrant. So, personally, I I think this will do more good than it will harm because, you know, police and authorities have been able to receive warrants for the search and seize of 
you know, physical assets and belongings for, you know, how long? And they've been doing that pretty successfully, right? And they have caught a lot of crime that way and put a stop to it. So I think they won't be shy, you know, to file for warrants when when the occasion arises for needing one, um, especially for such a, like, big event like the Capitol riots. Um, I think if something was that big and such um, a huge news story, they would be able to be on top of that and would definitely be given clearance to um, obtain warrants and do the searches needed to stop crime. Yeah. I could see how that would work and fit in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I I don't think this amendment is going to demotivate police from doing their job, you know? I think having this um, be instated is a little bit of a win-win for both, both authorities and civilians because, obviously, it gives us more protection of our data and communications and it creates a little bit of like a paper trail for authorities so if they get a warrant to search someone's you know data communications what have you that person the owner of the content that is being searched won't be able to turn around and say like this cop forced themselves into searching my things, right? Um, They will now be able to prove that they've had the appropriate documentation to say, like, this person was suspecting of committing a crime. I had lawful reason. A judge gave me permission to search this person's data, and I did, you know? And then I found X, Y, and Z. So, personally... I I still am sold on the idea that this is doing more good than it is harm. It does create an extra hoop to jump through, you know. But if someone, if a if a cop is already, if a cop is going to try to search someone's data and communications, then they're probably already getting a warrant to search their physical assets and belongings. So, you know, if I'm not super um, knowledgeable of that process, but it may be, you know, just a second piece of paper that a judge has to sign. So this won't make it so police officers can do their job. Yeah. A question that does come to mind for me is that I'm curious to see how this will affect investigations on texting and driving. To kind of speak to this a little more in depth, uh, when I was a young driver, I was always told that if I got in a car accident because I was texting and driving, that a police officer or first responder or whoever would take my phone and look at my like recent texts to see if I had been texting and driving, right? And then they would be able to say, like, oh, this accident 
was their fault or it wasn't or it might have been you know it would give them a little bit more of a a clearer understanding of what happened well i i wonder if this new amendment will take away that ability for a cop to you know look at a person's phone if they feel as if they should, if they feel as if they have reason to in the event of, you know, someone potentially texting and driving? Or will a car accident kind of be enough probable cause where they don't need a warrant to search through someone's phone if they are suspected of texting and driving? Yeah, see, that's what I was, like, wondering. In those, I mean, in situations like that, What's going to happen? Are the rules before still going to apply or will the new rules apply? But it's also it's a it's different situations. In that case, are is the police officer just assuming the young driver was texting because they're young and they assume that's what young people do or are they abusing their power? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I I think this is just one of those scenarios that we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out. You know what I mean? This could be a law or um, an amendment that quietly helps people in the background, or it could be something that arises a little bit of controversy, you know, regarding people's rights, regarding people that feel as if they shouldn't have their... Uh, data and communications searched regardless of having a warrant or not. I think laws surrounding digital content is still a fairly new thing. And a lot of these are just kind of too early to predict. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely very early to see how this is going to play out. I'm actually pretty interested to see a case where this is brought up because honestly this is one of my first well not my first time but actually talking about it out loud this is one of my first times doing that yeah for sure and this this um amendment you know has only been around since what november it's january now so it hasn't lived long enough in my opinion to you know truly see Um, what the effects of this will be. Um, I don't know anyone that has, you know, exercised this new amendment. Um, I haven't heard of any stories. No stories have come onto my radar. I'm sure they're out there, but, you know, um, I haven't seen anything. But I am very interested and will definitely be keeping an eye out for any news stories that kind of surround this new change to the amendment yes i will as well because i'm kind of i just want to see how it's going to play out honestly i want to see if this is one of those type of amendments that are going to be out for a long time are they going to be here until the next like not next election or you know what's going to happen i don't know if something like this would be redacted that's you know as someone in their young 20s, I feel like I have only been politically conscious for a few years, you know, like many college students. This was the first election that I was able to vote in. 
Um, so now more than ever, am I paying attention to the changes that are being made in Michigan, in the U.S.? Um, so this is just kind of one of the things that I think um, may be appropriate due to the digital age, you know? But I'm really just curious to see how this pans out and if it ends up benefiting people, if it ends up you know, not being the best thing. It's kind of just one of those things that yeah. we'll just have to, you know, see see what happens to it. Yes, I definitely agree. Because being our age and just in today's society in general, it's good to know about the amendments that you have and what is going on in actuality. Because you just never know when you might be put in a situation where you have to use your amendment. So it's good to just have knowledge of them, know how to use them, and also talk about them because at the end of the day, you're all that you have and this is your life and you vote, you make these, you kind of, you create these amendments. Well, I'm not going to say you create them, but you execute them by voting. When I, oh, I don't like the way that sounds at all, but what I'm trying to say is you have the decision of either for yes to this amendment or no and if you say yes to it you should know about it you should try to use it if you have to but you should just be knowledgeable of it i did a quick google search and if i'm remembering correctly it looked like um that there are a little over 8 million people in Michigan, in the state of Michigan that are 18 and of legal age to vote however when Looking at the numbers of how many people voted yes and voted no to this new amendment, it looks like only 5 million people voted towards this and 4.5, well, 4.47 people, million people voted yes. So I'm curious to see if the the people that didn't vote for this are those people that just didn't vote at all. Or are those people that saw this and were kind of afraid to make a decision, you know? Um, For people that, you know, didn't grow up in the digital era and may not have any digital assets or data, they might be kind of afraid to speak out on this if that's kind of outside of their realm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely understand that point because like I said before it could all just come down to they don't know what it means and I feel that when you don't know what something means you're probably hesitant to um say something on it or vote on it so they could have just skipped it or just said oh this doesn't apply to me you know might have been too many words on the ballot who knows but yeah I mean I know when I saw it on the ballot. I did give it a few read-throughs, and when talking to some of my roommates and friends, they also, you know, gave, um, I think there were two amendment proposals. We really, you know, gave them good read-throughs, did a little research before um, selecting our stance and position, but, you know, for people that this doesn't apply to, I, you know, it's, it's kind of a hard call but it's up to them if they want to vote on it or not. But um, I am just, you know, curious to know 
obviously I don't know, but it's it's interesting um, how many people in America were the age to vote but chose not to vote on this. But that's a trend we see in every election and every opportunity to vote. Not everybody takes advantage of that right to do so. Um, but, you know, ch- changes like this and amendments like these are what are forming America and what are forming our constitutional rights. So that's why it's just really um, important to have an opinion and to, you know, express that through voting. Yes, and definitely read read and know what you're voting on for sure because you just never know how it could affect you. This is kind of out of season, but I love the voting PSA. I know, right? It just happened naturally. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed uh, taking a deeper dive and kind of looking at this amendment a little further. I think it's really important to, you know, talk about these things and to express what you're in favor of. So I think this has been a really good conversation. I agree as well. I definitely think that we expressed a lot and I think we got our point out. Oh, and yes, if you don't know about this amendment, please go look it up and get more information on it for sure. For sure. Um, Especially if you didn't vote on it, if you are under the legal voting age, it is still important to, you know, be aware of the Constitution because it affects all of us. But yeah, love, love the promotion of knowing your Constitution. But again, I think this has been a great discussion and I look forward to bringing another topic to the dinner table next week. Yes, me as well. So excited. Thank you for joining us this week at the dinner table. You can follow us on Twitter at The S News, on Instagram at State News, and at statenews.com. Thanks for listening.